Welcome to another episode of the Interesting People podcast. We are highlighting health and wellness this month, and today I'm talking to Shannon Allshire, the CEO of the Mental Health Association of Frederick County. Shannon, how's it going? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. So I just found out about the Mental Health Association of Frederick County. How long have you guys been around? Since 1965. Oh, wow. So quite an oversight on my part. (laughs) My goodness. So what are the services? What's the what are the basic goals and duties of the Mental Health Association of Frederick County? We work to build a strong foundation of emotional wellness for the entire community. And we do that in three different ways, preparing resilient children, securing vulnerable families and standing with people who are in crises to face crises together. We have 12 different active programs throughout the community. And different people are aware of the different programming that we do, but sometimes they overlook that the Mental Health Association provides all of those services. Where are you guys located in Frederick? We're at 226 South Jefferson Street. Part of what I'm doing this month is about men's health. Do you see less men willing to come forward to deal with mental health than women? It depends on the issue. We opened a walk-in crisis clinic about three years ago, and we actually were shockingly surprised that we have between 40 and 45 percent of the people who walk in for crisis services are men. That's much higher than we expected it to be. I had an assumption that men were kind of ignoring mental issues. Is it just because the center is easily available? Yes, it's you know no appointment, just walk in during the hours that we're open, and that might have something to do with it. I think overall, the stigma to receiving mental health services has decreased dramatically in the past few years. And I also think that the military's focus on mental health and their efforts to destigmatize seeking help have really helped the entire population of men feel like it's okay. I guess another service, you guys, you, you have a call center? Yes, we do. We operate a 24-7 call center. People can call to get referrals to community services. They can call if, if they're experiencing a crisis themselves. We also operate a suicide line, so we get calls about one every five hours that are related to suicide. In, wow, just from Frederick? We serve all of Western Maryland with our call center. So Frederick, Washington, Allegheny, and Garrett. Jeez, one every five hours. My goodness. So is that 24 hours or how is the is the suicide hotline different from the other hotline? Nope. Everything is 24-7. Last year, we took over 43,000 calls in our call center. My goodness. How do you guys deal with like family members or friends that contact you? Like, I know someone that's going through a hard time. What advice would you give that person? We can give them strategies because it's not just stressful for the person that's going through the hard time. It's also stressful for the friend. One of the things that we say is don't be afraid to talk about it, Mm -hmm. especially if you think that someone that you love is thinking about suicide. Don't don't be afraid to say, are you thinking about killing yourself? Are you thinking about committing suicide? Because sometimes just asking the question and making the connection with that person can help them start to move forward. And part of that, and maybe this is something we can kind of dispel a myth, with holidays and the idea of seasonal depression, do you see a spike in terms of that during winter as we get both gloomier weather and Christmas and Thanksgiving coming up? No, that is a myth. The rates for suicide actually spike in the springtime. Really? Um, not not during the holiday season. Huh. Is there any kind of study that's looked into why they spike in the spring? There are theories. You know, with the holiday season, a lot of times people, one, have something to look forward to, two, don't want to let others in their life down. But when spring comes and people are thinking about, okay, the winter's over, things should be getting better, and things aren't getting better in their life, then it causes more duress. I had no idea about that. But men do complete suicide at a much higher rate than women. So it's it's definitely an issue with males. 
Okay, so I was kind of curious. I took a psychology class back in the day, and that was something that had been brought up where for men, it's more of a, it's viewed as more of a final solution, right, instead of a call for help. Mm -hmm. And men tend to choose more violent ways, but men make up about 75% of suicide victims in the United States. Really? Mm-hmm. Thinking of that issue, I know you brought up the military has been helping to make awareness of that. We just did an event called Rally in the Valley with Platoon 22 about how many servicemen and women are committing suicide. Is there an extra avenue for servicemen and women that call you guys or the organizations you're working with in particular to try and make more awareness for that? We were actually at Rally in the Valley and have worked closely with Platoon 22. When people call the National Suicide Lifeline and they're a veteran, they have an option of pressing one and they are transferred to a specialized veterans call center. And that call center is more in tune with veterans issues. We're also working with a local veterans group, bring awareness and make sure that everyone in the community is coordinating services for veterans as well. To loop back earlier in the conversation, since we have been talking mostly about men's stuff, you said you guys are focusing also on children? Yes. If you look at the work that we do, it's about 50% prevention and working with children and families and about 50% on the crisis spectrum with our call center and our walk-in crisis center and ongoing counseling. The services that we're providing to kids, I mean, we do provide therapeutic services and mental health services to kids, but we also provide home visiting for first-time families and we have a visitation center where non-custodial parents can visit with their children in a safe environment. So a lot of that is kind of building the base for the adults that these children will become. It's trying to get normalcy back in situations where they've kind of lost that then. Yes. We're also doing a lot of work with ACEs, which are adverse childhood experiences, and educating the community about the impact that ACEs can have over a lifetime, not just on mental health, which would make sense, but also on people's physical health. In what way does it impact them physically? So ACEs are a number of different experiences. It could be childhood abuse, neglect, sexual abuse, witnessing domestic violence in your home, being separated from a parent due to death or incarceration or divorce. Those are the things that happen early in life. And people who experience multiple ACEs in their childhood have increased risk of diabetes, increased bone fractures over their lifetime, increased incidences of cancer and heart disease. Oh, my goodness. What are some issues that you're seeing that women in this area in particular are needing help with or may they may not realize they have help for? The issues that men and women both seek help for mm-hmm. are, are almost always the same. What's not the same is the way that their symptoms present if that makes sense. If a woman is depressed or anxious, a lot of times she expresses that through sadness, whereas a man might appear more angry or aggressive. Really? Because it's more socially acceptable in our society for a woman to be sad than a man. I mean, we're trying to change that, but that's uh, where we are right now. You were at Rally 22. What other events and community activities can people find the Mental Health Association of Frederick County at? Just in October, we did Rally in the Valley. We did the Walk Out of Darkness for Suicide Prevention, and we did the Community Health Fair organized by the Asian American Centers. Our next event coming up is a legislative breakfast on the opioid crisis. 
So we invite legislators as well as people from the community to come in and hear a topic that's relevant every year. What are some of the things you're working towards maybe in 2018, some of the stuff you guys are hoping to work towards in the future? We would really like to see our walk-in center that is open 48 hours a week right now be open more and eventually be open 24-7 just like our call center because there are people that are able to connect over the phone and there are people that need more intensive services and those can be provided in person. And it's always easier if you can say to somebody, just come. rather than, oh, you have to schedule an appointment and you have to do this. You know, our goal is to be able to do that because it really is about serving people when they need the help at the level of help that they need. So that sounds like a goal that's kind of constrained by resources. Maybe are you guys looking for more donations and volunteers then? Absolutely. We are always in a fundraising mode and we use volunteers in a variety of our, our programs. In what other ways are you guys doing outreach? We offer Mental Health Matters Hours, which are one-hour tours that we offer twice a month where people can come in and learn about the work of the Mental Health Association through the stories of our clients. Oh, that's very helpful. Being able to see it firsthand could be good. Yes. People always are amazed at the variety of services that we offer when they come in. One kind of final question. Are there any misconceptions about mental health that you feel need to be dispelled or that are particularly frustrating that are still around? Yes, there are a couple. One of them is that it's about those people somewhere else, someone else. It's really about all of us. Health is not the absence of illness. Health is a spectrum, and we're all on it somewhere, and we all need help at some point in our lives. How can people reach the Mental Health Association of Frederick County? They can visit our website at fcmha.org. Or they can call us. One of the benefits of our call center is there's a a three-digit number that's easy to remember. It's 211. Or they can call 866-411-6803. Thank you so much for your time, Shannon. Thank you.